Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. space people. Thank you so much. (laughs) I appreciate it. Look at you. You did it. You came out. You braved the pandemic. I appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. All right. I know we're all very, it's very, oh, it's four, four days. Before the election, <laughs> as Stormy Daniels once said, let's, let's just get this over with. <laughs> right? Isn't that how you... I tell you... Ev- ah! ah! Everything's going on at once. The election, and it's fucking Halloween tomorrow, and, you know, there's a full moon, and we got to set our clocks back. You can do that. Melania loves that, by the way. She gets an, ex- she gets an extra hour of pretending she's asleep. Um, but, but this election, ah, over, you know, this over 80 million people have voted already? Uh, wow. And, and the Supreme Court says some even may be counted. So that's... No, we never had anything like this amount of early voting. Are you kidding? And it's good. You know what they say, the early bird votes out the worm. Uh, and how about, you know, how about a big thank you to the postal workers of America? I know they get a lot of shit. They don't deserve it. Trump tried to make it hard for them. Trump has not been this scared of the mail since the draft. <laughs> not that... Not that he's giving up, by the way. There's a lot of voter intimidation going on out there. Have you seen that on the news? A lot of Trump thugs harassing likely Biden voters. You know, they call poll watchers, they call themselves. Poll, you know what? If you see one of these poll watchers, point at your crotch and go, you know what? You can watch this poll. <laughs> I got a poll you can watch. <laughs> Tr- Trump has been having... Is this a coincidence? He's been having three rallies a day. And also, COVID-19 infection rates are the highest ever. It's almost as if someone has been traveling around the country super spreading. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) Trump's like, if I'm going down, I'm taking everybody with me. (laughs) But not here in California. Our rate uh, is low compared to the rest of the country because he doesn't come here. 
because he doesn't come here. If we want COVID here, we'll get it the old-fashioned way from Justin Turner. <laughs> yeah, there was also... Now, it went all through the White House. Now, Pence, there was a big outbreak in Mike Pence's office. Five of his aides were tested positive, And his fly is on a ventilator. <laughs> now, I love this story. Phil Collins, latest musician... A lot of them have had to do that to tell Trump, stop using my music. The Rolling Stones did this. Aerosmith had to tell him. Neil Young, Elton John. Boy, it, it is not easy being a baby boomer Trump fan. Your, your entire playlist hates you. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, uh, we have a new Supreme Court justice. Amy Coney... Barrett was sworn on Monday, uh, a newest Supreme Court judge, and uh, this was eight days before an election. Wow. That's like marrying a woman after her water breaks. (laughs) Really, I mean... She went to the court the other day. Ruth Bader Ginsburg still had stuff in the fridge. (laughs) What? What was so wrong about that one? We got to get the full crowd back. We, 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 you know, there's always going to be 20 with the stick up their ass. We... <laughs> now, the writing is on the wall there with the Supreme Court on Roe versus Wade, that getting overturned. Are you kidding? I, I was driving to work today. I passed a Planned Parenthood. They had a sign out front now providing anal bleaching. <laughs> okay, so this is it. <laughs> Oh, you like anal, anal bleaching's okay, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg's refrigerator was out of bounds. I will never understand audiences. Okay, uh, <laughs> so this is it, folks, right? Are you ready? Did you vote? Are you going to vote? I mean, this is, this is the moment. I'm not going to see you again until after. I'll see you on the other side. Vote your conscience, and by the way, this selection, for this election, if you voted third party, we're going to give you a sticker that says, I farted. (laughs) All right, we got a great show. We have John Heilman and Liz Smith, and a little later we will be speaking with author David Sanger, but first up, he is the former Democratic senator from Minnesota who now hosts the Al Franken podcast, Al Franken. Your papers are sticking out of your pocket. Oh, yeah, I got that. Um, oh. By the way, thanks for the free COVID test. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, nice. Our pleasure. For something for later. Uh, and uh, are you nervous? I mean, it's election time. Do you get, does it get the old juices flowing? Do you remember the old days when you the had juices to... juices have been flowing for quite a while during the cycle. Uh, but, you know, you know, you keep... have said for two years, I think you're the first one to say this. Over two years. Yeah. Yeah. uh, He ain't going. What if he won't leave? And my answer to that is that's great. Because if he won't leave, that means he lost. And he will be escorted out and I'll pick him up and take him wherever he wants to go. Okay. Well, that's, you know, this is what Democrats keep saying. And, you know, Democrats have been wrong about so much. 
so you excuse me if I'm not so sanguine as you are about this. Oh, I, but, I but think escorted he can feel out. It. You, you, this is what happens in other countries. We've seen this in many other countries. Now we are one of those countries, maybe. I, I should escorted have out. Started, Bill. You, what? I didn't mean... I know, I'm afraid he'll steal it, if that's what you're talking no, about. No, what I'm talking about is, if he says... I mean, there's easily a, a scenario which you can see where he sa- he's never going to concede. So he's going to say all kinds of shit about, oh, I, I'm hearing... I'm hearing about ballots. I'm hearing about this. And then he has a lot of enablers in courts and legislatures. Okay, so it comes to January 20th. He's saying, we got to suspend this until we find out what the hell is going on. And then, I know, you, you guys keep saying he'll be escorted out by people in the government. He is the government. No, January 20th... By some, the law. He, by the law, which Joe he, Biden, which if he the scenario happens, Joe Biden will be the president at noon. He will get taken, escorted out. That's if... Listen, what you're talking your about dreams, is... perhaps. What, what you're talking about is the Boogaloo Boys and everybody... What I'm started. talking about is who... At the point that the commander-in-chief says, this election has been rigged, it's not fair, I'm, I'm still president until we figure it out, we don't know what will happen. Let's agree to disagree on this. Yeah, we don't know. But, uh, look, you're, you're one of the few liberals who the military likes. Really, <laughs> you are. You, you, you played many USA shows. You're welcome there. They, they trust you. Yeah. They like you. What's your assessment on if they have to get involved? The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Millie, will take him out. So you... Okay. Well, okay. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I hope so, but, you know, it may not come down to him. He's the... It shouldn't. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. I, I know Lots all of things the shouldn't steps have along happened. the way that he's going to try to steal it. That's why it is so important for everybody to vote. And I... I, I won my first election by 312 votes. You know, right, you had well. recounts, right? I had a recount. They didn't let, I didn't get there till July. And they, I won the recount, actually, in January, but they, they did legal stuff to keep me out... But if it weren't for those 312 votes, we wouldn't have the Affordable Care Act, because I was the 60th vote. So I... This is what this was. This is what this was about. This was, I want your audience to go to joebiden.com slash call, because I know everybody tells me I'm so nervous. I can't wait till the... Do something. And you call there, they will give you people in battleground states. If you live in L.A., they won't give you somebody across the street. (laughs) And listen, you can ignore your family. You can do that. Uh, Here's... You don't have to cook meals for them. Uh, Scientific proof. uh, A seven-year-old can use a microwave oven. And it's uh, scientifically been proven that a a seven-year-old can teach a four-year-old to use a microwave oven. So... You guys... What does that have to do with Biden getting... <laughs> you don't have children. You no, don't have I, children, I, I do not and have happily children. so. I know, I know. I, 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 and okay. that's the right Let's choice not, for you. We don't have to fight about that. No, no, oh, we're uh, not fighting. Okay, so. all right. You, I mean, I, what I'm saying <laughs> you is... You seem hostile about that. You do not have children, and happily so. No. Yeah, and you do. That's great. We're different people. That's, you know, it's... Bill. Yeah. Let's... I am so happy you don't have children, because you don't want to have children. I, I think that's I'm so great. happy, too. Here's what that meant. 
Here, yes, you should be. Here's, here's what that We're joke means. We're both so happy, yeah, yeah. Here's what the joke means. Okay. When you're a parent, you often have to prepare food for kids. But if you're not, if you're lazy about it, you can put it in the microwave. Oh, I oven. see. And a seven-year-old knows how to do that. And I'm saying a scientific fact, which it okay. really isn't. But we all know it is. And then the scientific fact that went even further with the joke, and you know this, that scientifically proven that a four-year-old, a seven-year-old can teach a four-year-old. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, yeah. yes. yes. But that's not what we want to talk about. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know you is want to it, talk about it, Is it true that kids say the darndest things? Is that, is that, I've it's, heard that often, but so I... They're so friggin' cute. Uh, yeah, I, and by the way, I did take an insult from the, from the, um, I, I did marry Franny immediately after her water broke. Yeah. That's also a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, if anyone doesn't, should not like that joke, it should be... It's Franny or my kids. <laughs> let's click. Let's let's. We got a little time yeah, left. Let's yeah, click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let, let's, let's get on to the important. I mean, what's even more important than kids in microwaves is the Senate. How about that for a is segue? The, debt? Uh, the Senate. The Senate. I mean, absolutely. We, the, your old place of business. Absolutely. Where you used to work. The Senate. All, if, if Biden wins and doesn't have the Senate. It's pointless. Mitch McConnell will stop everything. Right. He filibustered more appointees right. of, of Obama's than had been filibustered in the entire his previous history of the United States. Right. And believe me, we don't want him to be the majority. He's not as charming as he looks. <laughs> so we have to, and we have opportunities in Maine, in North Carolina, South Carolina, two in right. Georgia, Mississippi right. is in play, Iowa. Kansas is in play. Alaska is in play. Colorado, we should win. Montana, Arizona. But if you call, folks, and you can just go back and watch the tape and see where it was, so I won't do that again. Play you back can... the part about the microwave, though. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's gold. You see, a lot of people don't understand frozen dinners. <laughs> and... Okay, so we got to... Right. And... But you mentioned uh, Lindsey Graham. Um, did you? Yes. Uh, you work with South people Carolina. like that. You And you, were, uh, besides being liked by the military, you also were liked by Republicans as much as they can like someone on the other team. Lindsey and I... What? We're friendly. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I, I, I know what you're doing there. <laughs> no, I'm just... I'm just and anyone, anyone who starts a sentence, Lindsey and I, I'm, I'm interested. Listen... <laughs> There is uh, sort of an open secret in D.C., and that is Lindsay <laughs> is a compulsive shoplifter, and they have video of him lifting a gravy boat from a, um, a pottery barn. And the people of South Carolina, they, they, they're very religious. They'll forgive anything, but they just they love their gravy. Now... That's not fake news, is it? Uh, you wouldn't indulge in Also, that was like the microwave. I understood. So, uh... So a joke. I, <laughs> we're all a little rusty. So, uh... 
Yeah, it, it, it's nice to have an audience. It is nice. It's uh, it's what it's fantastic. Thank you, guys. It is. Thank you. So okay. So my final thing is, I was going to say, you, you were friendly with Republicans. Say everything goes the way you say it will. They tent the White House and make Trump leave. I don't, I don't see it happening, but they do. And on January 20th, my 65th birthday, uh, we have a new president. How do we get back to normal? How do we get back to at least where we were, which wasn't good, but better than horrible? That's such a great question. You have eight seconds. <laughs> The answer is is that we probably can't because there's two universes of information. Right. Remember when I wrote Rush Limbaugh is a big fat idiot and other observations? Yeah. And then I wrote... Lies and the lying liars they tell. Lies and lying liars who tell them a fair and balanced look at the right. And that was about Fox. Rush, that book was about yeah. Rush, and he gets the Presidential right. Medal of Freedom, an award that was given right. to uh, Cesar Chavez, to Martin Luther King Jr., right. to the... Uh, Apollo 13 astronauts, and right. then Rush. But it's because if it weren't for Rush, Trump wouldn't have been there. Right. All right, no. Al, thank you. We miss you. Hope to see you soon. All right, let's read our panel. <laughs> hey, how are you? All right. Okay. He is the executive editor of The Recap. <laughs> An executive producer of host of Showtime's The Circus, John Heilman is over here. John Heilman. <laughs> Appropriately distanced from me. And she's a Democratic strategist and former senior advisor to Mayor Poot Buttigieg. Appropriately distanced. Liz Smith is over here. How you doing? Okay, guys. Uh, I'm so glad you guys are here because it is right before the election and you two are lifers. With elections, right? I mean, you guys, you have feel for elections that I, I don't think I quite have because I'm still, I don't know. I, I, you know, the polls are so up for Biden, and then when I see, like, in the on the streets in the countryside, people I know, you know, uh, Pennsylvania and Ohio, and they say, "All you see is Trump, Trump signs, Trump flags, Trump parades," and I, I we've had it in Beverly Hills. We've you saw it in Times Square in New York. Is it just because they're loud and proud and armed? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, there's some of it we could see. And, and the Biden people are like, okay, you know what? We don't need to engage. You guys are intimidating. We'll, we'll do it in the voting booth. Yes. So that's it? No, I don't think that's it. Um, you're right. You do not see Biden people walking around in these bright red hats putting, right. like, ten flags in their yard. <laughs> right. You know, you know why? Because we're not members of a cult, okay? Um, and, and you don't see Joe Biden telling his supporters to pack into a super-spreader event that is uh, going to put his supporters at risk, you know, for health complications. Right. Because Joe Biden is not a cult leader, Okay? And we need to get away from this sort of cult of personality that um, has sometimes has dominated politics, I think, recently. Um, but more importantly, you know, there's so many signs of enthusiasm. Youth enthusiasm is up. Um, Biden's numbers with independents, seniors, all he, that. But, he's but, beating Trump with women by 25. Yes. Can you win an election if you lose women by 25? Well... Can, it's hard if you're yeah. losing women 
college-educated voters, suburban voters, and senior citizens. Yeah. You're losing them all by large, not by large increments. And I would say, Bill, you know, it's been fascinating. We've been making the circus now. We're in our 12th, at the end of our 12th episode. So we've been out in the field following the campaign, doing what a lot of people aren't doing, which is like out there in the world covering this, right? And everything Liz says is true. Um, and, and Joe Biden has not done a lot of, does not do as many events as Donald Trump. He doesn't want to be the Johnny Appleseed of COVID, you know, <laughs> going around the country. And, 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 and really, I mean, it is the case that Donald Trump right now is the most irresponsible person on planet Earth when it comes to this deadly pandemic. Yeah. He is going every... We used to criticize Trump for not trying to bring the country together and being only focused on his base. Right now, he goes and does, he's doing four or five events a day. He's going to finish this thing with 17 events in the course of the next three days. Every single one of them, he's threatening to kill every single person who shows up and every single person that those people meet at the Starbucks later, right? So he doesn't care. He's like, get COVID, stay alive long enough to vote for me, and then I don't give a shit if you die. He only yeah. cares about himself. So that's yes. true. Yeah. And Joe Biden's not doing that, right? He's doing, you know, events that follow the CDC guidelines, et cetera, et cetera. But you don't want to know where you see Democratic enthusiasm? 86,394,707 votes have been cast in this country already. That's so astronomically far off the charts for right. early vote ever in the history of the country, right? And the vast yeah. majority of them are... We know from, from party registration, we know from party registration the vast majority of them are Democrats. Now, Republicans may make up that, that shortfall. They may make it all up on Election Day. But today, where you see Democratic enthusiasm, and whether that's for Joe Biden or if it's mostly for getting Donald Trump the fuck out of town, yeah. is in those giant lines that you've seen. We've been watching them on television for the last month. You look at those big lines, that's your Democratic enthusiasm. It's those people who are standing in line yes. in the cold for four or six hours. Okay, to get okay. great speech. I would add one other thing. Um, <laughs> you're, you're elected. I would add one other thing that makes <laughs> I'm me not wrong. feel better about 2020 versus 2016 is in 2016, Trump was a theory. He was an idea. Um, you know, let's burn the house down. Now it's a reality. And now everyone who voted for him yeah. realizes that he burned down the house not everyone hardly everyone okay but but i mean lots the, of people but, like i it. mean the voters not the trump supporters yeah, right and well, there's a big difference uh, and and between trump voters and trump supporters right trump voters are not the people wearing the red hats right and those are the people that we are seeing oh, he, coming he, back he, into the yeah, democratic he definitely party. lost a lot of people okay so let me ask you about philadelphia a lot of trouble in philadelphia and i have two you questions sound like trump right now when you say that a lot of trouble <laughs> in philadelphia well there is there's yeah. not no, no, I'm just saying, you know, he's, he's going to tell us, you were just talking about it before, a lot of trouble in Philadelphia. He likes picking on Philadelphia, is my point. Right. Well, let me explain to people who haven't followed what's going on there in Philadelphia. It's a familiar script from 2020. There was a shooting of a black man by the police, followed by, uh, killed him, protests, then looting. Uh, National Guard called out, curfew. We've seen this before. The guy was mentally unstable, had a knife, my two things. One, police have to... Look, was this racism? I don't know. No one will ever know whether they would have shot him, whether he was white or black. But what I do know, and I've been saying this about the police for years, they have to find a way to not kill people who... You could do it... You could get rid of a knife from a guy without killing him. Yeah. Right. This, this to me, is more about... Maybe they're racist, maybe they're... 
more about tactics and training and this attitude that the police have, yeah. that our lives are somehow more valuable. I'm not saying they're less valuable, but they're not more precious. You could get, you could defuse a guy with a knife yeah. without firing 14 slugs. You can't, police have got to stop this attitude. This, you know, this is what Stalin used to say, no person, no problem. Right. Yes, exactly, if there's no person, there's no problem. But that can't be the way to do it. Right, and I think that if we want those sort of, you know, common sense reforms, you know, de-escalation trainings, things like that in police, um, in police departments across the country, you know, Biden is the way to go. I know that Donald Trump is trying to exploit this and exploit some of, you know, the violence that has erupted in, in Philadelphia after the fact, but, you know, he contributes to the atmosphere that has created that. And I think that if he's trying to win over the suburbs, sub suburban moms, my guess is that suburban women, suburban moms are a lot more pissed off seeing a shun shot and killed to death in front of his own mother um, than they are seeing, you know, a few stores being looted. You know, that but here's my other question about this. Trump said to the Proud Boys, his little paramilitary group, yeah. stand down and stand by. You know, which was his way of saying, wait till the election is over before ginning up the other side. I feel like maybe the left should say this in Philadelphia. I feel like maybe this is a gift to Donald Trump. I feel like when people see a city on fire, first of all, they may not want to go to the polls yeah. if things are on fire. And you need Philadelphia to win Pennsylvania. And you need Pennsylvania probably to win the White House, or it certainly may be. And Hillary, one reason why she lost was because she underperformed mm -hmm. in Philadelphia. There's, there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of, unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of complexity and a lot of chaos, in, unfortunately, in Pennsylvania over the course of the next week, Bill, and I think, you know, and some of it relates to this problem and some of it relates to larger problems. Some of it relates to uh, the fact the Postal Service has been cut back and that the things that we should have done, that the federal government should have done if the president had cared about making sure everyone could vote safely, like funding a big, you know, help help make the vote safe for people effort once the pandemic hit, all of that would have been reduced. So, but Pennsylvania is going to be a shit show next week, I'm certain. And it's a, obviously it's a crucial state in terms of both candidates past the 270 electoral votes. But I don't know what Joe Biden could say more than what he said. I'm on not talking about Joe Biden. Well, I'm talking about the leaders of the protest there. I'm saying, well, I feel like, you know, it's, it's kind of ironic, but I, I feel like... Weren't you saying for, somebody... For, Weren't what? you saying somebody should say this to the protesters? The Democrats should yes, say that? Yes, but not Joe Biden, maybe. Well, he's the leader of the Democratic yes, Party. Yes, he so. should too, but also yes. they he themselves. Has, yes. I, feel, yeah. I feel like sometimes I, I read about these protests, like in Portland, and it's like, it's like white people leading these protests about black rights. And I feel like one of the ultimate ways of showing white privilege is to not have to think practically <laughs> you know, I feel like the, the black folks saved the Democratic Party because they thought practically. That's why we wound up with Joe Biden. Because they didn't, you know... And that's a, that, that's a good question. What, what, where would we be now? Let me ask that. Where would we be now if the candidate was Elizabeth Warren or Bernie or, or Pete Buttigieg? So with Pete, I think Pete would be... Um probably running similar to Joe Biden because I think that they appeal to the same part of the party. Um, with Elizabeth Warren and Sanders, that's more of an open question. But, you know, I remember sitting here six months ago with you and, and, and we were debating, oh, is Joe Biden going to meet the moment? Is he going to be able to generate enthusiasm? 
And goddamn, yes, he has. And I have been so surprised by it. And he has met the moment with his seriousness in a way that I never thought possible. Here's, and here's the thing, Bill. I think that, you know, as we've seen in a lot of these cases, there have been a ton of peaceful protests since George Floyd. Some of those protests have gotten out of hand. There's been looting. There's been violence. All of it unacceptable. And... And to the extent that it got out of control in various places, like Seattle, in some other cities, and to the extent that it might in Philadelphia, it is ostensibly a political gift to Donald Trump. Trump has tried to capitalize on that. And what we've seen is him from Kenosha to other places, he's tried to make that argument that Joe Biden as president would be the president for looting and rioting and cities out of control. Right. And as we sit here today in every national poll that's been done over the course of the last couple of weeks, Joe Biden continues to beat Donald Trump on the issue of law and order pretty consistently because of the fact that he's not been a left Democrat who's been soft on that question. He made a choice after the Republican convention right. and came out and said... Looting and rioting is bad. There's no place for it. There's a place for peaceful protest, not for looting and rioting. And by making that choice, which was, a, you know, not... A, there are a lot of Democrats who would have, I think, not stood up and made that argument. Biden right. did, and it helped to diffuse that I issue his, in the context I, <clears throat> of the election. I thought his best moment at the debates was when he said, this guy doesn't know he's running against Joe Biden. Right. Yeah. I, I beat those other people yeah. because I... Yeah. Exactly. So, all right. So we have a new Supreme Court <clears throat> Justice, Amy Comey... It's a hard name to say. I'm going to... ACB. We're going to get it done? Okay. She is uh, <laughs> making it almost a completely Catholic court, yeah. which I like to point out. And, and she's not just a Catholic. <laughs> she's, she's a Mel Gibson's dad Catholic. Right. Uh, <laughs> this is... She's... She's to Catholics as you are to atheists. Yes. Right? She, yeah. she, I mean, this Radical. is like a court that looks like the Da Vinci Code now. <laughs> so we thought it would be a good time to do one of our favorite bits, 24 Things You Don't Know About. Amy Coney Barrett, 24 Things. 24, not 25. They stole that from us. All right, like, for example, when my family plays Scrabble, we take out the letters LGBTQ. <laughs> It's the things you don't know about Amy Comey. About. I won't eat Chinese food because fortune cookies look like vaginas. Yeah, that, that sounds like her. When I'm stressed out, I'll eat a whole box of Eucharist. Thank you. I'm a classically trained liar. <laughs> My volleyball team was t 10 and 3 against the other cults in our division. <laughs> I believe the Spanish Inquisition had fine people on both sides. <laughs> in college, I refused the title Magna Cum Laude because it sounds dirty. <laughs> And I'm looking forward to getting some real hands-on experience being a judge. <laughs> All right, so can I... Can I uh, double down on my vitriol for Amy Comey, Coney, Comey, whatever it is? Oh, uh, please. Please do it. Uh, okay, she, she is part of a cult, and I don't just mean the Catholic Church. I mean, she's a cult within a cult. She's yeah. the people of praise. I mean, she, snake handlers. Yeah. Snake handlers. Mm -hmm. People who uh, talk in tongues, speak in tongues, but just babbling. You know, this, they, they get messages from the Holy Spirit yeah. talking to ghosts. 
Okay, if you took religion out of this, this you'd say this is a fucking nut. <laughs> do we do we really have to keep pretending that being part of this is not going to affect someone who is in one of the most powerful positions in the world, making judgments about climate change, for example? Now, I've had arguments. I remember having one in the dorm room once in college with someone. Went on for like three hours, those bullshit dorm room arguments you had. And at the end of it, he just said, because Jesus Christ is going to come down and save us. Now, why did I waste three hours (laughs) arguing with you? Because that's what's in your head. Jesus is going to save us. And that's who we have making decisions now. But, I mean, ultimately for me, you know, I don't know about the whole cult thing. And that I know I've read about that. But, like, the fact that she wants to strike down the ACA, the fact that she wants to overturn Roe v. Wade, that matters a lot more to me, honestly, than, you know, whatever religion she practices. But it comes from the religion. Well, the, you, how, why you are you separating to, them? You don't need to be religious to believe in those things. And we it see helps. that with... Okay, Brett Kavanaugh, look at him. I don't it's think another he's, one. Well, it's I, another I, Catholic I, nut on the court. Exactly. You know, but... I, I I do think that the more that we focus on what these people actually want to do and how it will impact everyone's lives, you know, the better it will be. Because you know that the Republicans will just say, we are a bunch of anti-Catholic bigots. I don't care. It's the truth. We can't have a country... We have a country that is increasingly liberal and secular... And we have a Supreme Court that is increasingly doctrinaire. That's not going to work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. So she's so she's on the court though, right? There's yeah. no it's that's a done deal. So you're, yes. I mean, I think the, the the question now before us, and particularly before the Democratic Party, as Joe Biden, if he wins the presidency, uh, which I continue to think is likely but not certain, um, is going to be this question of. Or is the Democratic Party going to get behind the notion of trying to increase the number of, of justices on the court? And that will be a, a big question going forward. And, you know, Joe Biden is clearly instinctually not in, not, does not like that idea, has not well, had a lot of enthusiasm for it. But a lot of Democrats yeah. think it's, you know, the Democrat Republicans have not played fair. They have okay. packed the court already. And so it's time but to increase they, the numbers. It's, it's called court packing. Can I ask you? You've yeah. run campaigns yeah. very successfully. You're very good at this. Oh, thank you. Why are the Democrats so bad at messaging? Court packing. They can't change the term. It, it sounds corrupt. It's associated with corruption. No one likes it. And yet they keep, to- they keep using okay. the term. Okay. Can't they have no. meetings like the, like the Republicans have yeah. Frank Luntz no. and tell them how to talk so about I w- something? I would actually disagree with you. I think that's the term that's used often in the media. I work for Pete. He was the one candidate in the primary that... Was for it. He Big. proposed... Yeah. Well, not for court packing. He well, was for expanding the court and court reform. Well, that's what I just said. Yeah. Why can't we call it well, that? But, uh, yes, so We're, I've so, already done that. Yeah, uh, I've already okay. done that. That's what he called it, right? And, no, but I think that's right, because court packing does have a negative connotation. And I think no matter um, what side of the aisle you're on, you've got to be able to admit that the way things are happening right now, it, it's not sustainable, right? And the Supreme Court has gone the way of the U.S. Senate. Um, it is not an august institution. It's become completely partisan. And the fact that we let people just sit there until, you know, into their 90s and, and making decisions... And we've got to just fundamentally change the way that we do it, whether it's term limits, whether it's extending um, the number of justices, whether it's having, like, you know, five liberal, five Republican, five middle-of-the-road justices. But the days of having having sort of swing votes on the Supreme Court are done, and I think it is a really, really troubling development for us. But, but, I'll, say, but I'll just say to Liz's, to Liz's point earlier, 
the, 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 the thing that's going to happen that's going to make court packing or expanding the court, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. going to make it real popular is if this court overrules, uh, tosses out the ACA and overturns Roe v. Wade. Yeah. I mean, that's the, I mean, I think you're right, Bill. The country's getting more secular. But here's what the country really is. The country's really in favor of the Affordable Care Act now. And the country is broadly in favor of abortion right. rights. And so you have a court now right. that has been, that has been packed by Republicans, goes and does yeah. those two things. Watch how fast the public will want to see the court packed or expanded or grown. Expe reformed. Reformed, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Whatever it is. We'll see that move yeah. pretty fast. So, okay. So let, let's imagine Joe Biden wins this election and, and somehow he takes office on January 20th. Imagine. Again, we'll... Just we'll, imagine. We'll see. Yeah. Um, what's going to happen with the Republican Party? Uh, it's interesting because there's going to have to be some sort of civil war, right? There's going to be the people who still want to stay with the Trump model yeah. and maybe a sort of, uh, you know, re restoration. Yeah. And by the way, I hate to tell you this, folks, but if he loses, he can run in 2024. You know, um, no, no, it's even worse because if he, the day he loses, Donald Trump Jr. becomes yeah. presumptive frontrunner for the Republican. Not nomination. while Daddy's still alive. He <laughs> doesn't. Well, Daddy will run until he's 112. But I mean, it's, he, it's Donald Trump Jr. or Tucker jail. Carlson. Unless, you know, like those are going to be some of the top choices. Okay, but what is but, Donald Trump like outside the tent, pissing in? Well, he's he's the most. He's the most powerful voice. Yeah. He's the most powerful voice in the Republican Party who gets beat and goes and buys OAN or gets installed yeah. ahead of OAN, starts a media network, and becomes OAN. the voice. What's OAN, it? you know, the crazy right-wing television network. That, no. Yeah. no. Well, anyway, don't, don't watch yeah, it. Yeah, don't watch it. There's it's not a year way <laughs> further right than Fox <laughs> yeah. News. Come on. Way further yes. right than Breitbart. It really exists. Nice. Still. Um, yeah. and, one of the, and one of their reporters gets to go to the White House press conferences and ask questions that Trump loves. But Trump on the outside becomes the leader of now what is will be hashtag resistance to... The, to, to the Joe Biden Democrats, who will be seen of having stolen this election. 40% of the country will think this was a coup. Trump will say it was all rigged. He will become the voice of leading, of yeah. keeping Trumpism alive. And, and Liz is exactly right, whether it's Don Jr. But I'm asking, where do, or, where do the Republicans they go? go where? In the, they, they, he's, Donald Trump is a big, fat liar, to quote Al Franken, but he's right about this. He's got the support of 92, 93% of the Republican Party. So the, the party is Donald Trump's party. But it's going to still gonna be, be Donald yeah, Trump's party. Even when he loses? Oh, yes. Yeah. So absolutely. Mitch, so, Trumpism has infected that party. And it's going to take at least a decade, if not a lifetime, to exercise it. You know? And, and I do not see Larry Hogan. I don't see Charlie <laughs> Baker coming in and taking right. the reins of that party. I just don't. I'm it's sorry. It's the party of white grievance. And it will still be the party of white grievance if Donald Trump's not at the head of it anymore. And, and that and, will be still... And, and Don Jr. or Tom... Cotton, yeah. or somebody else like that will become, that will be, there will be some resistance, there will be some people on the on the moderate side, whatever's left of that, but that is a shriveled, desiccated part of the party. Yeah. The part, the, the, the vibrance of the party is now, is racist, re, populist, uh, xenophobic, white grievance. That's what the Republican Party is now. So they will never be... Uh... They will not be held accountable for not doing the one thing you're supposed to do when you get elected, which is policy. I agree. They don't do policy. Hell they no, do no. make yeah. you cry your liberal tears. That's, yeah, exactly. And they won't get... There, there was no... There'll be no accounting. There was no yeah. Republican platform in yeah. 2020, yeah. Bill. Okay. There, there was no platform. They abolished the platform. That's their policy now, was whatever Trump says goes. And, and if you yeah. abolish your platform, you are a party without policy, their, by definition. Right. Their platform is triggering the libs and basically, fuck your feelings. Okay. okay? All right.
What a great note to bring out, David. He is the New York Times national security correspondent and executive producer of the new HBO documentary, The Perfect Weapon, based on his book of the same title, now streaming on HBO Max. David Sanger. David. Great to be with you, Bill. Great to have you here by Zoom. Uh, so your book, your, the, the documentary, fantastic. It's about cyber warfare. And I feel like this election that we're about to have is a battle in this war. Uh, and I would hesitate to even say this is the future of warfare, cyber warfare. I feel like it's actually the present of warfare. Oh. And people haven't caught on to that yet. Would you uh, agree with that assessment? Oh, it, it's definitely the, the present. I and mean, it's so far, Bill, we've been lucky. It's been, instead of warfare, it's been sort of low-level, daily, constant conflict. But everybody's been really careful, even the Russians, not to take it right up to that notch that would lead to a military conflict. And that's what makes the next few days so really fascinating, because as we describe, and as John Maggio laid out uh, so well in, as the director of the, of the documentary, what happens over the next week, whether the Russians feel like they've been beaten back by U.S. Cyber Command, by all of the publicity, or whether or not they feel like they can go mess with the election, and the Iranians too, may well decide what's going on, and it may well decide whether Donald Trump can stand up and say, oh, there's been foreign interference. We need to stop and think about where these electors came from. Well, you mentioned the Iranians. It's interesting. I read a story about the Proud Boys, which, as we mentioned here earlier, uh, they're kind of a paramilitary group <laughs> that work for Trump. And uh, there was some stuff attributed to them online. And then it turned out, or it was said, that this was the Iranians posing as the Proud Boys. Now, we've seen this before. People try to get people on the other side excited. They're trying to sow chaos and divisiveness. So it wasn't really the Proud Boys posting that. It was the Iranians. And then I read it was possibly the Russians posing as the Iranians, posing as the Proud Boys. So we're living in this hall of mirrors age where we don't know who is doing what or where it's coming from. How do we counter that? Well, uh, you know, as Donald Trump famously said four years ago, it could have been a 400-pound guy sitting at the edge of his bed, right? In Him. this particular case, U.S. intelligence pretty quickly tracked down that these emails were coming from the Iranians. And did you read any of the emails? Yeah. I mean, they, they, they read a little bit like the scriptwriters from Borat had, uh, right. you know, been writing emails uh, uh, out there. They weren't the smoothest thing that was ever done. They routed them through Saudi Arabia and through Estonia, and uh, it got delivered to a few hundred people in Florida and Alaska and maybe a few, few others. That was pretty amateur work. What worries me more out of this bill is some other things we've seen happen in the past two weeks. The, um, the Russians moved their A-team, the group that broke into all of the American utilities, the power grid. They haven't turned off the power yet. They know that would be a, a step too far. But they're beginning to focus on state and local governments. So far, they haven't touched the election infrastructure Maybe they will next week. Maybe they just did it to psych us out. But as you say, it's a hall of mirrors. 
And, no, and really nothing is safe. I mean, we saw this with corporations. Remember the Sony hack? Was, I think it was 2014. Because, right. you know, they put out a Seth Rogen's movie. And North Korea didn't like it. And then everybody's emails. And we found out about what was going on with the executives at Sony. And Sheldon Adelson got hacked because they didn't like something he said. I didn't like it either. But uh, it's, you know, the city of Baltimore got it. Now we're seeing ransomware. We're seeing hospitals are being threatened and targeted because of the pandemic. And, and these hackers know, well, they can't afford to have their stuff shut down right now. They can't afford to have their technology locked up. There is no defense, really. It, it's a little like, I feel like, when they started stealing music and everybody panicked and then everybody just went, we can't stop this. We just have to give it away. We have to go to streaming or whatever, and musicians make nothing, really, unless they tour, because you just can't stop it. We don't know how to do that. Is that correct? Part of it is correct, and part of it we're learning how to stop. So take a look at some of the hacks you mentioned. Sony was one of the most interesting, and in the documentary, Seth Rogen sort of takes you through uh, this as, as the victim. But that was a geopolitical hack. They didn't get hacked because somebody wanted to get money out of Sony. They got hacked by the North Koreans because the North Koreans wanted to stop a movie that envisioned the assassination of Kim Jong-un. Seemed pretty funny in Hollywood. Didn't seem so funny to the North Koreans. And Sony was wide open. It took the North Koreans. I mean, the North Koreans, Bill, are not exactly uh, the top of the game here. Just days to break into Sony. And while you mentioned that they released emails, and they did, the most interesting thing is they melted down about 70% of Sony's computer systems. So you're saying and that Sony could not be hacked today? I bet you I'm not saying they couldn't be hacked today. I'm saying it was no effort in 2014. Okay. Right. Right. Um, the Sands Casino, which was Sheldon Adelson's casino, why were they hacked? Because Adelson had suggested yeah. in a talk at a university that we drop a nuclear weapon in the Iranian desert and show yeah. the Iranians a lesson. Uh, and they said, hmm, desert, guys got a casino, be real shame, right? So those were two where I think we probably could have protected against it. The harder question is the disinformation issues and the question of whether or not you can protect something as broad as the election infrastructure next week. I'm not that worried about the voting machines, but the registration systems. Did you see what happened when the governor of Florida went to go vote last Monday? It yeah. turned out some hacker had gotten in and changed his registration from Tallahassee to West Palm Beach. Now, if he could do it, right. how hard that's, can that be for what I'm saying. I, I feel like we're always else? fighting the last war. I feel like if you have this technology, if you have hackers, if you can do this, why wouldn't you? <clears throat> you, you mentioned in the book, and it's in the documentary, that we started this with Stuxnet in 2007. We were the first ones. We wanted to cripple the Iranian nuclear facilities. We did it with a hack, just as if we had sent B-1 bombers. It had the exact same effect. And that's right. That's what I mean about the last war. Aircraft carriers are fax machines. They don't. That's not where it is anymore. That, that's absolutely right. And yet we're spending far more on the aircraft carriers, the airplanes and all that than we are on the cyber weapons. Um, 
the Stuxnet hack, which was codenamed Olympic Games, was really fascinating because on the one hand, we were able to go cripple the Iranian program for maybe a year or so. The United States was able to go do that. On the other hand, uh, it legitimized this form of conflict. And as President Obama warned his staff in the Situation Room as he was approving some of these, sooner or later, every country that wants to hack us anyway is going to say the Americans are doing it. Why can't we? Right. All right, David. Great work. Great doc. Thank you for your work. Thank Thanks, Thanks for very coming much. on. Thanks for and having me. And now it's time for new rules, everybody. New rules. Okay. All right, new rule. If you test positive for COVID-19 in the middle of a baseball game like Justin Turner, don't hump all your friends in a dog pile. <laughs> I know, I know. This week was the high point of your life and you wanted to celebrate under a pile of men. You can imagine how Lindsey Graham felt. Neuro, somebody needs to break it to Jackson Oswald, the Memphis teen who achieved nuclear fusion in his bedroom at the age of 12. Nobody gives a shit. This is America, not some nerd country that's into science. You want to impress people? Lose the lab coat and start shaking your ass on TikTok. (laughs) Neural, someone has to tell Miley Cyrus, who this week insisted she was once, quote, chased down by UFOs, but, quote, I'd also bought weed wax from a guy in a van in front of a taco shop, so it could have been the weed wax. It was the weed wax. Neural, people who download Easy Tithe, the app that lets you donate money to your church, have to download another app called Hard Truth, which tells you 50% of your donation went to legal settlements for child molesting, 40% to pay for the lawyers, and the remaining 10% taking the kids out for ice cream. Neural, the makers of the new erectile dysfunction cream, Eroxon, touted to work within just five minutes of rubbing it directly on your penis. Have to admit, that's pretty much true of any cream. (laughs) (laughs) And... (laughs) A little dick joke before the election. Come on, And finally, new rule, no matter which side wins on Tuesday, let's skip the Civil War and go right to reconciliation. Thirty-four percent of the voters think there will be another Civil War in the next five years, and I'd like to remind them of one thing. America is a family, and the definition of family is people who hate each other without resorting to violence. We have to see each other, not as mortal enemies, but rather merely as roommates from hell. (laughs) If we want to simply exist, we're going to have to find a way to work together, like the Rolling Stones. A lot like the Rolling Stones, because we also need a comeback tour to pay the bills. (laughs) So let's not have a civil war with the Trumpers. We're no good at war, 
and they're no good at being civil. Like them or not, they're not going anywhere. Neither side is. The only people who ever threaten to leave the country are rich celebrities, and none of them ever do. (laughs) People keep sending me these maps showing how red states and blue states should just go our separate ways. We'll get New York, they'll get Texas. Shut the fuck up. Take it from someone who has traveled this country my whole life. There are no red states or blue states. They're all like Mitch McConnell's hand, some shade of purple. (laughs) We can't have a second civil war because the two sides aren't neatly separated anymore, you see? The Mason-Dixon line of today would cut through states, cities, streets, even bedrooms. We're amongst each other now, all swirled together and marbled in. There are 3.8 million Hillary voters in Texas and 4.5 million Trump voters in California. We can't go to war. My dry cleaner is behind enemy lines. (laughs) I don't want to fight the battle of Trader Joe's. We have got to figure out ways to start working with each other again. And the way we've always done that in the past is with a grand bargain. Mr. President, you must know this. You're the big deal maker. And I know you watch the show every week by accident. (laughs) By accident. You're like the guy in the emergency room who, darn the luck, keeps getting a zucchini stuck up his ass. I don't know how it happened again. But here's a grand bargain that could work for everybody. If liberals lose, we won't loot Foot Locker. And if you lose, you don't loot the Treasury. That's... That's how we get America back, with a grand bargain on looting. (laughs) Because I'll admit, our side has lately been having a little trouble saying looting is bad. Like Axios cheerily reported that looting can have positive effects because it generates cash for the looters. (laughs) Yes, stealing usually does. There's even a book called In Defense of Looting. The author says looting, quote, provides people with an imaginative sense of freedom and pleasure. (laughs) So does masturbating in a Zoom meeting. (laughs) But we don't recommend it. Have we lost our minds? Stealing bad. No looting the mall. And also, no Gucci loafered Republican looters ransacking the government. Because I know what... (laughs) I know what you're thinking, Don. You lose the election and everything must go. Lost our lease, going out of business. Oh, yes, you'll be selling pardons on Craigslist. Jared will turn the Smithsonian into condos. You're going to try to strip this government like it's an abandoned Range Rover in a bad neighborhood. As we speak, 
They are trying to pull off one final giant swampy scam with the new 5G, a deal one official said is perhaps the biggest handoff of economic power to a single entity in history, after the Jeff Bezos divorce, of course. (laughs) Yeah. 5G. Trump's cronies are cutting themselves in. This is looting on a much grander scale than boosting the window display at Lululemon. And they're they're doing it with the pandemic as well. In September, the stock price of Kodak surged (laughs) because they were given a huge contract to make pandemic drugs. With one small problem, Kodak doesn't make drugs. They make cameras in 1985. (laughs) Kodak? Who was the second highest bidder for this? The Gap? (laughs) Stop stealing! Is this really such a hard thing for Americans to agree on? Can we agree on something? Anything. Because it's getting a little chippy out there. So please, whatever happens Tuesday, let's find a way to live together. We have to. Because no other country will take us. (laughs) All right, I want to thank my guests, John Heilman, Liz Smith, David Sanger, and Al Franken. And we will be back next week. We hope. (laughs) All right. Thank you, folks. Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10. Or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.